Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. Back up and repeat, but I just wanted to share something um, this past Sunday, just just a little kind of about the how what we how we're going along because we've been hadn't been here. This past Sunday morning, we had eight children under the age of ten years old in church. So. And we had almost that much. I think we had the same amount in the in the you know, adults too. So we we was you know so like I say we have a young church. We have some that actually was just born just before this coronavirus. One little girl was born just before the coronavirus, but she's she's doing good, and we have and church is growing, and so like I say it's doing really good. And thanks everyone here for your prayers for everything that you've done. We're, like I say like I say we didn't get a chance to say that. And we just hadn't been here but a couple of times since we got back into service. But I just wanted to thank y'all for everything we've done. Because God is really moving in Madison. And, and there's lives being changed today. I, mean, I know you're standing. But as Brother Boyd just said before, I'm going to be standing the rest of the time when everybody else sits down. But Saturday morning when me and Brother Boyd was talking on the phone, he asked me to... Uh, I just want to share these thoughts. I know we're standing. I'm sorry, but but he just he he called me and we was talking and then he asked me to about preaching. If I would speak one Wednesday night for him, and I said okay, just let me know. And he said, "How about this Wednesday night?" <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there, but <laughs> but but I said all that to say this: why I was on the phone with him when he asked me before he asked me to do this Wednesday night, while we were still on the phone. I was standing there, actually I was washing my truck, my truck in the yard with a water hose in my hand and a phone in the other hand. So it wasn't real spiritual, but but God but God he he he's, he gave me something when as soon as we boiled out, he said, I want you to speak for me one Wednesday night. And I, there's a phrase come across my mind while we were on the phone before he asked me to preach this Wednesday night. And so when I hung I hung up the phone, I says so I started praying and finished up what I was doing, and I went inside, and I was finishing up my message for Sunday. And then while I was still praying, God started giving me a story to go with that thought. But then Sunday went, and I, you know, we had service at the same time. Y'all have service, so I didn't see the service. So Monday night, I came, on, I came home and was eating supper, and, and Cricket says, let's, let's watch Brother Boyd Sunday. And he preached... Move, um, his title was Unmovable Faith, right? Unmovable Faith. But God gave me something, and the message almost was, was exactly the, the same. As I sat there and watched the message, I went and got my notes off my desk and walked in, and I showed them to my wife. I says, this is what God gave me Saturday morning. 
And so I said, in, the, in that message, it wasn't the same title. It's close to the same title. But I, and I'm going to be honest with you. Monday night I prayed and I looked over other things, probably like every other minister has, to, to just because I don't want to preach the same message he can because I can't preach like he did. So I didn't want to. <laughs> and so I, and I know I'm sorry I'm going to drag along, but I just feel like God is, he, he moved and he, he, he's wanting to speak us, to us tonight. But tonight, if you will, turn with me to 2 Kings chapter 4. In verse 14, and it's going to be a lengthy reading in the beginning, but, but I ain't got but two other scriptures after that. So, Second Kings chapter 4 and verse 14, and I know I'm going to start in the middle of a story, but the Bible says, And he said, What then is it to be done for her? And Gehazi answered, Verily she hath no child, and her husband is old. And he said, call her. And when he called her, she stood in the door. And he said, about this season, according to the time of life, thou shalt embrace a son. And she said, nay, my Lord, thou man of God, do not lie unto thine handmaid. And the woman conceived and bare a son at the season that Elisha had said unto her, according to the time of life. And when the child was grown, it fell on a day when he went out to his father in the, to the reapers. And he said unto his father, My head, my head. And he said to the lad, Carry him to his mother. And when he had taken him and brought him into his mother, he sat on her knees till noon and then died. And she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God and shut the door upon him and went out. And she called unto her husband and said, Send me, I pray thee, one of the young men and one of the asses, and I may run to the man of God and come again. And he said, Wherefore wilt thou go to him today? It is, it is neither the new moon nor the Sabbath. And she said, It shall be well. Then she sat on an ass and said unto her servant, Drive and go forward. Slack not thy riding for me, except I bid thee. So she went and came unto the man of God and up to Mount Carmel. And it came to pass when the man of God saw her afar off that he said to Gaza, that his servant, Behold, yonder is the Shunammite. Run now, I pray thee, to meet her and say unto her, Is it well with thee? Is it well with thy husband? Is it well with thy child? And she answered, It is well. If you will tonight, lay your Bibles down and join me in prayer right now. Lord, I ask you right now to anoint this earthly vessel, Lord Jesus. I ask you to anoint my lips tonight, Lord. I ask you right now to speak through me tonight, Lord Jesus, to this congregation. Lord Jesus, I ask you, Lord Jesus, to minister to us tonight, Lord Jesus. In this service right now, Lord Jesus, we ask you right now to touch us and anoint us tonight, Lord Jesus, and minister, Lord Jesus, in Jesus' name right now. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord Jesus, thank you, Jesus. You may be seated. Tonight I'm going to speak to us about the unshakable faith. When we read the story, I read, as I know I started in the middle of the story of, kind of just jumped in the middle of the story of this here. And because, but most every one of us know the story about the Shunammite woman and, and her son. And, but just back up you know, just a little bit before, you know, we find her, you know, like barren and her husband, they're up in age. And, and here, the, here Elisha says, what does she need? 
You know, she'd build a house, a room onto the house, and just kind of, you know, for anyone that don't know the story, you know, she built a room on for the man of God, and, and she took care of him when he came by. And, and so to reward that, he says, what does she need, or what does she want? And he said, and it says she, needed, she wanted a son. And he, he told her she would be bear that son, and she had that son. And then, you know, and I know I read the scripture, but when we find her, you know, the son growing up, her promise growing up, and then he died on her lap. And I know I'm just kind of jumping through paraphrasing, but we're pretty familiar with the story. And she, he died on her lap. But what she did is when her promise died on her lap is she went and laid him on the bed of the, of the man of God. And then she went to find the servant. You know, even her husband tried to discourage her. He says, you know, how are you going to find him? And she made the same, that same saying. And she said, it will be, it is well. She will find him. She said, I don't matter where he's at. My promise is dead tonight. I will go find him. So we find in life, you know, we find her, find her, you know, and she goes and finds him. And even when the, 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 the servant comes to her and asks her, is everything okay? And I know we've heard this story preached about. We've heard this story ministered about many times. I have grew up, you know, grew up around church, and I've heard this story many times. But when, when, when she said, is everything okay, she says, all is fine, or it is well, is what she says. To have that kind of faith, that her, even though she knows she laid her, her, her promise was laying dead on a bed at home, but her face, her faith was not shaken. We look at her life and we look at, you know, how does this person, and that's one tonight I want to talk about, how do you get to have faith like this Shunammite woman? How do you get to the point in life to where we find ourselves that even though our promise is dead, we still have faith enough to say it is well. With time we go through life and we find ourselves going through things in this world that, that shakes our world. In the last few months, as we, we all know, we've been through this pandemic and we're going through things. And, and it's been just enough that the spirit of fear that has crept into people's lives, even, even if we've tried to keep it pushed out. We still There's been just a little bit of that fear because we don't know what the unknown. We've never been down this road before. Even the boldest of us has had a little bit of fear, a little bit of shaking in our life because we don't understand what's going on. We don't know if it's this virus or virus or if it's, if it's just what the government made up or whatever it may be. We, sometimes we find ourselves in this thing, you know, just not knowing what to face. We find our faith unshaken, find our faith, our faith being shaken to our core. The difference between a, and I skip to the story, but the difference between an oak and a bonsai tree, apart from their size, is their root system. Whereas a bonsai tree may be interesting and perhaps even curious or even captivating. It is the oak that has the strength which endures the test of time. And it is the oak that is that's there after the fire and after the drought and after the storm. The main difference between the oak tree and a bonsai tree, if everybody knows what a bonsai tree is, it's just something for decoration. But a massive oak tree has a root system that goes deep into the ground. It goes deep into the ground and gets a hold of the nutrients it needs. And it gets anchored and it gets its life. But there's people in this world that are, that are comes from both dimensions. There's people in this world that 
that's like the, the big oak tree that's, that's, that's grounded into this here. And there's some people that's like the bonsai tree that has a little shallow roots and it doesn't go very deep and they may look pretty on the outside or look pretty to the eye, but if they don't have no roots, they don't have no connections. Some, of the, some are like the bonsai that has no deep roots and never mature or never grow. Others are like the oak that has deep roots. Sometimes, you know, in my life, I, look, I think about the advice that Paul gave to the Corinthians. In 1 Corinthians, Paul wrote to them about returning of Jesus Christ and the uncertainty of the resurrection. He told them to be steadfast and unmovable. And exactly, we like to look at that and we say, exactly what does that mean? What does it mean to be steadfast and unmovable? The first word steadfast means to be firmly established, not subject to doubt. Issues completely settled in everything. It came from the root word that described a house which was firmly sitting on a foundation. Or it was used to describe something which rested securely on a large rock. It's steadfast. It's unmovable. But it's steadfast, it's there, it's, it's, got its, it's got its firm sound foundation. The second word, which is translated unmovable, was used just once in the New Testament, in this, in this passage where Paul said, we are to be unmovable. And the word describes exactly what it implies. We must be, nothing can move us. We've got to allow, this thing, no matter what comes against us, we've got to be unmovable. Like the song we sing when I was growing up, the tree, like the tree that's planted by the water. And I'm not a new singer, but, but when we sing about that song, we've got to be like that tree that's planted by that water. We cannot be moved. Whatever we come, whatever we face tonight, whatever may come against us tonight, we cannot be moved. We've got to keep our foundation firm, and we cannot be moved. How is it possible to have faith that is steadfast? There is but one only way. That is to go to the Scripture and settle it, the issue once and for all. That Jesus Christ lived, He died, and He rose again. And that God has revealed Himself through the pages of His Word. And you can trust Him. When we settle that in our life, we can trust Him. doesn't matter what we see from with our eyes. doesn't matter what's on the horizon. We can trust God. doesn't matter what the news media says. It doesn't matter what we see on the newspaper. Everything we go through, we can trust God in every issue we go through. Every road we go down, every path we, we travel down, we can trust God because He will, He is faithful and He is trustworthy. Then and only then can you be unmovable as Paul encouraged the Corinthians to be. When we get that settled in our life, it doesn't matter what I'm facing tomorrow. I don't know what's on tomorrow. I don't know what we're going to be facing tomorrow. But when we get to the point that it, we, I know God is already going to be there. In life, you know, I, we've, I've walked down roads in my life, and I don't want to get ahead of myself too far in my nose, but I've walked down places in my life that I didn't know what, I thought everything was going good. Everything seemed like it was going good, and all of a sudden, in a, in a matter of 24 hours, my whole world is upside down. And I know everyone here probably has had that same situation happen in their life. But we, we, we can make it through them days because when we know we, we can make it through, it's because we already know God is already there. We ain't got to worry about the future. We just got to worry about today. We find in Genesis 22, and I know I'm, I'm 
can bring in a couple different stories. We find the Abraham's unshakable faith. You know, we know the story of Abraham, and I'm not going to read the just one scripture in a minute after that, but Abraham and Isaac, the story when, when God called Abraham, and he gave him a son, just like the Shunammite woman. He gave him a son after they being barren for him and his wife for many, many years. This promised child. This child that was going to be many nations. It was his seed. It was his, it was his, it, that was his promise. And then God tells him to carry him to the mount and sacrifice him. Like, you know, we know the story, and I just want to paraphrase just through it just to, just to kind of get us to where I, the point where I want to be is, is when Abraham carried Isaac, you know, God called him to go sacrifice his son. They got up early in the morning. And they left on this trip, and then a couple of days into the trip, they, you know, they they get to getting close to the place where God calls them to go. And Isaac looks at Abraham and he says, "I see the wood, I see the fire, but where is the sacrifice?" And Abraham says in verse Genesis twenty-two and eight, he says, "And Abraham said unto my son, God will provide Himself a lamb." For a burnt offering. So they went both of them together. Today, tonight, when, when they were on this road, and Abraham in his mind didn't know how God was going to work it out. Here he was, he, he was, you know, you know the story. We go on through the story. We find Abraham, you know, putting him on the altar, putting the wood on the altar, and laying his tying up his promise and laying it on the altar. And as he was, he was drawn back with a knife to take his own promises life, his son's life, before God stopped him. But Abraham said, me and my son, or when he told the other men to stay behind, he told them, we're going over yonder, and we're going to worship God, and we're coming back. And so here, here Abraham had that unshakable faith. It doesn't matter what he was going through. He knew that Abraham knew. He didn't know how God was going to do it. But he knew God was already on the mountain. He knew God was already there. He'd already been through some things in his life where Abraham knew that he could trust God. He knew God, what God had told him to do. And he knew if he had to take his Isaac's life, that God could bring him back. But he knew his promise, and he knew he, and he was completely trusting in God. And he did not waver in his faith. But I ask you tonight, and you may ask that same, may ask the question. How do you get the unshakable faith like Abraham had or like the Shunammite woman had? How do you get to that faith? How do you get to that point that you can have faith that it doesn't matter, you're looking at the the inevitable, but their faith didn't shake, or their faith didn't waver. How do you get to that place? The first place, the first thing you have to do is, is your faith is tested. And when you go through things in life, we go through things in life, we, our faith is tested. And as we build faith, every time our faith is tested. So many times in life I've asked, why do I have to go through this today? Why am I going down this road? Why did I have to go through here? But God was testing me. God was showing me. And when on the other side, when I made through that times, God says, see, I brought you through there. And when every time, when everything else I faced, when I look back, I say, well, God brought me through this time. 
He can carry me through the next time. And so, so our faith is built from one test to another. If you look at Abraham's life, you know, before Abraham, before we get to this point in Abraham's life, Abraham had trusted God. Abraham had been walked down the road, and he, he had been through some tests, and he had been through some trials. And he went through some things that he didn't know how to see the, the end of. Some of them, Abraham handled right. And some of the tests that was put on Abraham, he failed miserably. And sometimes in our life, we find ourselves going through tests. Some of them tests, we excel through. Some of these same tests, we don't quite excel so good through. Some of these same tests, some of these times, our faith is a little bit, faith is a little bit shaken. We knocked down just a little bit because this was a little bit bigger. This was a little bit stronger this time than anything else I've ever faced. But God, he tests us. But everything Abraham went through was building his faith to have that faith that he had on that day when he was drawn back with that knife. That's how Abraham had the faith because he had been down that road. He'd already been down some things. He had never been to that point in his trial. He'd never been to that exact same trial. But he had been down through some things in life. Tonight, I've had the opportunity, or I had God has tested my life and in my life, and I, this is not in my notes, but I feel like saying it. I've stood by the hospital bed when the doctor looked at you and said, "There's nothing else we can do." I've stood by the hospital bed when he looked in me in my eyes and says, "From after a surgery of some." complications of a surgeon says your wife might not never be able to sit up I've stood by the hospital bed when 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 they, they looked at my tell me my dad would not he would be planning a funeral I've stood by the hospital bed and looked at the doctors when they looked me in the eyes some of them times in my life when I've had some of them times them tests we went through sometimes that it, my faith was wavered some of them times my faith did not, I didn't stand strong as, as, a, as a Shunammite woman and Abraham did in these times. But through them times, when I seen God's hand work, I seen God heal people. I seen God raise up my loved ones. I built faith to go through the next thing that I face. And the next thing that I face that I, it goes through and it keeps building Complete building and building because God knows what we're going to have to face tomorrow. And so we may have to go through something today to build our faith to make sure we can make it through what we got to go through tomorrow. And in my life, and when I went through some things in my life that didn't come out just right. And you say, well, God didn't answer your prayer like it was supposed to. Or God didn't answer like you thought it was going to answer. Why didn't he do it this way? Because he needed us to go down this road today. He needed us to build our faith this way. And, and that's how we build our faith. That's how we get to the faith like Abraham had. That's how we get to the faith like the Shunammite woman had. Is we got to go through some things. And tonight I'm telling her to tell someone. We may be going through something right now. Or you may be, may be facing something. Or you may have faced something. And you may be questioning. Why did I have to go down that road today? Or why am I going through this today? But God may be preparing you for what He needs you to do tomorrow, where you need to go tomorrow. The second thing is, is we go to the Word of God. The Bible says 
Isaiah 55 and 11 says, So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the things whereunto I send it. God's word will not come back vain. When he promises you something, it will come to pass. I've lived long enough to see God... When he says something's going to happen and he takes care of his people and, and he's going to take care of us, it doesn't matter where we walk and what we may be going through today. God knows right where we're at. Sometimes in life we feel like we maybe feel like we're drifting over here. We may feel like, well, God don't know where I'm at. But God knows exactly where you're at. God knows exactly who, what, what you need in your life. He knows exactly when we need it. That's, that's the, sometimes we get that behind. We want it now. We want it this way, and we want God to do it this way, and sometimes God is not going to do it that way because he needs it to go the us way. And so in life, you know, we have, but God's word will not come back void. God's word is always faithful. The promises of his word will come to pass. When we look at some of the miracles in the word of God, we see some unshakable faith. When we look through the Bible and we find words of these miracles and we find things of this that, where God accomplished these things, we find that people that had unshakable faith, didn't matter what the outcome looked like. We look at Noah, we look at Noah you know, he built a boat. Here he was, worked all these years. He had faith that, that God told him to do it. It didn't matter how many people condemned him for doing it. It didn't matter how many people looked at his life. He kept pushing forward every day. And today I'm here to tell someone that we have unshakable faith. And and we're here to build on that tonight. As we go through miracles, I've seen things in the past year. I've seen some miracles happen. God has allowed me to see some things happen and some things I've seen people where God healed people and then I've also seen people God he didn't heal people and, but it doesn't we can't allow the, the, sometimes we can't allow the negative to shake our faith because the enemy wants to use everything he can he wants to use everything he can to, to shake us break us down and get us discouraged he uses this, this he can use this pandemic to shake our faith. And I feel like this in, in, in this world we live in today, I feel like God, the enemy is just trying to destroy us. He is trying to break us down. He's trying to make us, people that had, had strong faith, he's trying to make us second guess our faith. And as I begin to close I, tonight, I just feel like God is wanting us to build our faith. As Brother, Brother Boyd preached Sunday, unmovable faith. And tonight I'm talking about unshakable faith. And I believe God is just tying this together. I believe he's wanting to, for us to build faith to get our faith stronger and stronger. Because we don't, mean, we don't know what tomorrow holds. But we know the God that holds tomorrow. We don't know what our future may hold. But we know the God that knows the future. And I'm here to tell you today, we lean on each other. Sometimes when we go through things in life, we find ourselves, sometimes when we have our faith starts wavering, God can send a brother. God can send a sister to put their arms around us and pick us up. 
pick us up and give, build back our faith. And, and I feel like when we see someone that's going through something, we can't be on an island to ourselves. Because the enemy, that's what the enemy wants. He wants us to back off in a corner and, and deal with this on our own. He wants us to move into our life. But we need to gather, have some strength from our brothers. Because if we're not careful, the enemy will knock, knock us down. And he will shake our faith. But we gotta have the, we got to have brothers and sisters around us to pick us up. As we stand across here tonight, I ask us tonight. I ask us tonight if your faith has been under attack. And I feel like the enemy is attacking all of our faith. I feel like this whole few last few months has just been a attack on the, the, the Christian's faith. Everything that we see in the headlines, everything we see in, in on, you know, on the news, I believe has just been a straight up attack on our faith. It wants us to pull away from what God is, pull away from the church. But I hear tonight to tell us we got to bind together. We got to bind together in these last days because I believe and I feel like we're in the last days, and and I feel like we need to bind closer and closer together. And tonight, if, if your faith has been wavered, tonight the altar is where to find. We don't need to pull away from the church. We need to find an altar. If our faith has wavered in any little bit, if our faith has been shaken any little bit tonight, I believe I'm going to open the altars tonight, and I believe if you, have any, if you need to build your faith, if your faith has been shaken, I open the altar tonight. And I ask you to come and allow God to build your faith back up tonight. As they begin to play us. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way. And we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.